welcome to Season 2 of Dyslexia Canada Podcast, sharing stories, book reviews by Kids for Kids. Each episode, the show will be hosted by someone new, and we will also be joined by different guests. If you love books and reading, you're in the right place. Now, on with the show. Hi, my name is Claire, and I'm in grade 11. I'm from Toronto, and today I am the host of this podcast with our special guest speaker, Abby. Abby, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm Abby. I'm in grade 12. I'm also from Toronto. And I'm being interviewed about the book, The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Kowalski. Awesome. And can you tell me a little bit about it just to get the gist of it? It's a different format than most books because it's written as like a letter and it always starts with like dear friend and ends with love always Charlie who is the main character and it's written as a series of letters that the main character sends to this random person and never gets response so which adds to the book Um, and like the basic idea is this boy named Charlie just got into high school a lot of his past was like not the best like a lot of people he knew he's not close to anymore. So he kind of had, he's kind of nervous to go in. So he becomes friends with his English teacher and two grade 12s or seniors as they call it in the book. And he's like a big introvert. So as he becomes closer with Sam and Patrick, who are the grade 12s, he comes out of his shell more and gets more comfortable with himself, getting to know um, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And like throughout the whole book, you see the ups and downs with his family as well, like his siblings and his parents and just his friends and how he deals with it. And because of the unique perspective with how it's written, it's really interesting. It seems like a very coming of age kind of novel to read and kind of about you know, the high school experience, I guess, and growing up. Would you say so? Yeah, yeah. And like, you I bet you understand with like being in high school it's kind of a lot of movies are about it but this book just has it in a different perspective which is actually enjoyable as someone in high school which it it kind of adds another layer to it because I can really relate to a lot of things he's talking about. Yeah absolutely so would you say that for a lot of high school readers it would be a, a good book to kind of read to see if you can relate to some of the things that people experience throughout high school? Yes, I completely agree. It also just like even before high school, it's like an eye-opening thing to learn about all these like different stories and that are like about high schoolers. And like, I don't think this is a book. It's not all going to happen to someone, but there are some things that do happen to people that happen in this book. And it's, it's just like an experience to read. Even the movie, they made a movie about it with Logan Lerman and like Emma Watson. And it's, the movie's amazing too. It's, it's one of those books that you don't forget after reading it. Wow, that sounds like, I might have to give it a read now because I did watch the movie. I totally cheated here. I skipped it. I watched the movie before, before the book. I know that's a big no-no, but it sounds, from the way that you're describing it, it sounds like a really good book. And did you mention that you, you've read it more than once, right? Yeah, I read it. I originally picked it up at the airport, I think. And I was like, I just, I want to read something. So I read it and I was like, oh, this is good. And I forgot about it. I lost the book, which is so sad. I think I left it in my hotel room. 
and no, <laughs> it's very upsetting. So during quarantine, I ordered it off Amazon because I was like, I want to read it again because I just saw the movie on, I don't know, Netflix or Amazon Prime. And I was like, oh, I want to read it again. So I ordered it and I like I binge read it in like a week. That's awesome. So it seems like it's it's got a lot of um, bit of cliffhangers and keeps the reader really engaged and wanting to even even go back for seconds and read it another time. Yeah. Reading, the more you read it, the more layers you find. It's almost like you go back and you keep, you just realize you missed something and there's, there's always something that you might have like overseen to go back to and always discover something new about the book. Yeah. It's like, if you know the ending, you can see like the hints to it throughout the whole book, which is so interesting to see. Cause it, again, it's like a whole new layer to the book. Those are the best kinds of books. Yeah. Something that you're not tired of or bored of reading. That you can just keep going back to. That's awesome. Are there any other, I guess, book recommendations that you might recommend to a reader if they like that book in particular? I don't know. My, like, taste in books is so, like, everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Recently, I've been into Taylor Jenkins' read, like, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Malibu Rising. Daisy Jones and the Six, where it's fictional celebrities in, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and again, it's, like, it's always written from, like, a different perspective, like, not just regular books, like, one of the books is written as an interview, like, a documentary-style interview, one of them is written in sections per husband, um, and one of which is like also kind of like a podcast. Oh, that's so neat. And then the last one is written with like different perspective changing like every 10 pages and it goes by the minute. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, they're all cliffhangers. Like it's like you just have to keep going back. I find that having a lot of different perspectives, especially in the way that something's written can really portray a certain message. So it's, it's very powerful and it makes the book or even the movie, just a lot more engaging. It's, again, about the layers of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, seeing... You can really get to know characters by seeing it, like, from all different points of view. Or, like, just even if a book's written not in the typical way, like Perks of Being a Wallflower, you just see, like, because of how he's written it, it's like he's looking back on it. So you can see what he wanted to say what he ended up saying, why he said that. So it's not just in the moment, it's in the past, future, and present. Oh, wow. that That's a lot of different aspects. Yeah. Like that. It'll definitely keep you on your toes, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I was actually just wondering, so did you, did you happen to listen to it like on an audiobook, or did you have the hard copy? I have the hard copy. I stuck it out. Oh, wow. That, that <laughs> must have been a really good book then, for you to stick that out. Yeah, it's a thin book. And I find, especially with my dyslexia, um, the pages are a good color because the font is so bright against it. Like, yeah, it's, the font's like huge, like huge compared to other books. And like, it's like really crisp to be able to see. I don't know if fonts are described as crisp, but I'm gonna act like they are. Um, but I, I read the hard copy. It obviously takes longer than listening to it, but I, I like the smell of books. So it's worth it. Yes, I know. Cause I, my thing is I always want to have, I want to have a hard copy in front of me so that I can kind of like go with it as like I listen to it. But I also, I usually prefer listening to it 
because then it'll just be faster and I can still go along with the hard copy. Yeah. Do you know if the audio version is available anywhere? Oh, it definitely is because of how popular the book has mm -hmm. been. So, Avi, just in general, um, how would you describe some of your experiences with how it's been like for you reading different books and anything to do with like texts or any kind of like material in school and outside of school? Well, I was only diagnosed right before quarantine. No and way. I, yeah. Is that grade 10? Yeah. It took wow. a while. I always knew I had it. Like I had it mm -hmm. in the back of my head, but it was like, I got the confirmation then. So growing up, I just, you got to just, accept it that's what I find because if you keep denying it it's gonna get worse and you're not gonna be able to grow from it because you learn so much from just having it you learn how you learn yeah just I think yeah you're so right it's so important to just you know you're never gonna lose anything from I guess getting answers for yourself like you'll never be at a loss because you're always just gonna gain something from getting insight um was there anything that um provoked you to get a diagnosis like right before that was it like you were finding that you were really struggling or? yeah it was a lot of like everyone else would be way ahead while reading right. and I do like my strategies where I take like a ruler put it down and look down the page or I'd like work with one of my friends who I sit beside and I would just like ask to like talk about it because mm -hmm. I I love English as a subject like I love learning about different literature don't like reading it sometimes yeah. <laughs> especially like old Shakespeare stuff oh my goodness the bane of my existence <laughs> I know but you at Indigo they have like ones where it's like old Shakespeare and then uh, modern English on the other side which is great and I think it's just communicating with everyone you're around like teachers friends like anyone who's going to give you material to read that you have dyslexia because no one's going to say no Right. Yeah, like, I think that's really good to have a really good support group. Is that's very important for anyone who has any kind of like learning discrepancy, especially because you need little, like hands to be there for you when you fall, so that you don't have to suffer when you make a mistake. Mm -hmm. and so, were your teachers supportive of you? Yeah, yeah. And dyslexia is one of those things. It's once like so many people have it that you're going to find more people with it. Like you're not the only one. Yeah. I think that's a really good message for everyone to know is that you're not alone in this and that a lot of people are struggling with the same kinds of issues that you have. And there's like a whole community out there that is proud to have, be, have, have dyslexia and have some really amazing accomplishments. Exactly. So if there's any advice you could give to anyone that also has dyslexia what are some of the things that you found really helped you get through any of, I guess, like your harder or more trying times? To keep pushing yourself, like don't give up because once you give up, it'll only get harder. Like you'll only realize how much harder it's going to be. Yeah. And once you, if you just keep pushing and you get that support group, you're going to find things will slowly get easier and easier. That's so important too. Um, I also have dyslexia and I find that sometimes it can be so discouraging to just kind of, you know, like give up a little bit or give into it, but it, it, it really is so much harder than to just come back from it and bounce back. So it's really important that, you know, you surround yourself with, like you said, all the people that are there supporting you and listening to you so that 
you're ready to get back up there and just keep, you know, doing what you're doing and, you know, working with your dyslexia instead of against it. Exactly. I think that's super important. Yeah. We interrupt this podcast to tell you how you can get involved with the show. Share your story with us here at Dyslexia Canada by posting a picture on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook of you with your favorite book. Don't forget to tag us and use the hashtag sharing stories podcast. We can't wait to see what book you pick. Okay, it's time to get back to the show. Do you have like a favorite, I guess, character? I don't know. Like the way that they're all portrayed, it's like a different, like I see a little bit of myself in all of them. But I think my favorite's Sam. And she's one of the seniors that Charlie was friends with. And she's just one of those people that just seems so carefree, but also knows who they are just like kind of what I aspire to be and it's she makes a lot of wrong decisions in the book but she always seems to find herself which is which I like and it's like I like her I like how she interacts with Charlie and Patrick and all the other characters so I she's got to be my favorite wow Sam seems like a pretty cool person he seems like one of those I guess a very like realistic down-to-earth people where you know I guess sometimes I feel like people are portrayed as like their best selves all the time. So it's kind of seems like Sam might be one of those person who, you know, like anyone else makes mistakes, but is able to always find a way to, I guess, compensate for them. Yeah. But the thing is with the perspective of the, how the book's written, it's Charlie has a huge crush on her. So of course she, he thinks she can always bounce back. So how long would you say that this book, like, um, like you said, you said you didn't, you didn't need to use the audio version because it was, it was written very clearly. Um, so how long would you say that took you to, I guess, finish reading? It took me a week, but it was like, oh, it was like during quarantine before ah. school was really online. So it was like a week, but I had all day, every day. Wow, and, that's a that's a really good thing to do during quarantine. It yeah, sounds like yeah. it was a really worthwhile book. Yeah, so I did that, and then I watched the movie. So I, was, I got like I like inhaled all the the perks of being a wallflower <laughs> content I could. That's amazing! What a great way to pass the time. Mm-hmm. I might have to just the next time that there's like I don't I don't know a boring week in summer or maybe over the Christmas break, I'll have to see if I can find that book because I'm really interested in it now. I think they have it at like bookstores because it's it was a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard I've seen a lot of really good reviews on the book. I know like I saw the really good reviews in the movie, and I know that I see like a lot of people like it, it seems pretty popular. Like if I'm on the subway and stuff, every once in a while I'm like, oh my god, there's that book again. I got I gotta get one. I gotta get one for myself. Yeah, it, and it's not a long book too. So it's kind of like I guess it's a lot of really important important I guess information but it's not really super long yeah oh wow those are the best what about would you say that there's anything in the book that made it challenging to understand or read or just something that you didn't like maybe you didn't like the ending I did like the ending but it's just like it's a sad ending Mm. and it's it's one of those things where you it's just like bittersweet which it's like, I like a good ending, but I also like the bittersweet ending. So I'm conflicted about it. Right. But I also, the first time you read it, like for a bit, it's hard to understand, like to get used to reading it from a letter perspective. 
but after the first chapter it's fine but at first I was like oof this is going to take a while to under like to properly digest and get to comprehend right so it seems like you kind of just have to go with it and trust the process yeah yeah okay and what would you say that the author's main message to all the readers is from this book I think it's just awareness on a lot of the issues that were discussed in the book and just to bring a lot of the hardships that the characters experience into light because it's one a lot of the issues discussed are not things brought into there are not things a lot of people talk about openly and it's important too and I think this book just does it in such a good like solid way where it's like you understand how important it is to know that they these things happen and that you have to discuss it right so it's very powerful to all the readers to you know I guess their takeaway is that everyone has their own I guess issues and sometimes there's like harder talks than others but it's really good to open up about those difficult conversations mm-hmm. yeah exactly did you have a favorite, I guess, part or line or just in general, like chapter of the book that you would want to share with us today? I'm, I can't think of an exact chapter, but I can, my favorite relationship is Charlie and the English teacher. Cause it's such like a, it's like such a role where it's like mentor mm-hmm. and mentee. and it's it's like a sweet relationship throughout the whole thing and I just like how much he like cares for Charlie throughout it it seems like all the characters in this book I don't know if I'm wrong or not but it seems like there's a lot of growth everywhere oh 100 percent I like the difference between the start of the book and end is like you can you can like see it Right on. That's such a relevant um, topic, especially now with the between the pandemic and adolescence and anyone who's like, I guess, in their high school years or their teens to, you know, their 20s, starting to learn how to, I guess, adapt and change and grow as a person. Yeah, I went into quarantine, what, just starting grade 10. And now that's wild. Yeah. And now I'm going to university in six months. That is just crazy. Yeah, it's one of those things, again, that you relate to in the book, which I didn't relate to when I, heard, when I read it in quarantine because I didn't know how long it'd be. But it's like, I don't know, growth is going to happen, but you don't realize it till the end, which the characters like didn't realize until the end of the book, too. That's almost kind of like how when you go read it back again, you, you're like, wait a second, I've also changed too. So it's kind of like in a way you're growing with the book. That's really personal and very interesting. Yeah. So out of 10, what would this book be? 10 being the highest. Give it like a 9.43. Being Oh my goodness. That's (laughs) very, very specific. You know, I always, I like to say never give, if you love something a lot, never give it a 10 out of 10 because then whoever's like doing it will do a better time next time. And then they'll like, they'll work harder for that 10, but wow, that is an excellent there's no, there's no such thing as a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But that, the, this book seems like it's as close as it's going to get. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for your time today. And this book sounds like a really good read. And I'm sure a lot of other people will be very interested in taking a look at this book. 100%. And I hope more people read it because it's like, something I hold so personally to me and I love it and I think more people should enjoy it.
Yeah, I think that it has a really good message for a lot of, you know, people that are in their adolescence and just, I guess, learning to little, have a little bit of perspective and just navigating life in general. So I hope that a lot of more people will listen to this amazing interview and hopefully get interested in buying their own copy. 100%. I hope so. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you want to find the books mentioned on this show, head over to our website at dyslexiacanada.org forward slash sharing dash stories dash podcast. Please support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. We wouldn't be here without you.